Nice. That is the clap to start this episode. That's it. Welcome to We'll Save the Interview with the fantastic, incredible, hard-hitting Vinny Rodriguez. Oh, how are we doing? Who literally beforehand, before our clap, was like, yo, why don't we just clap on this beat drop uh, for this song that we listened to? And it was it was a great idea. It was a great yeah. idea. It's the first time I've listened to Italian trap music, but like, I know that's, I'm, I'm about it. Yeah, I am here for it. And then now there's something else that's, dude, okay, this must be a playlist because there's some like, some operatic yeah. stuff going on right now. It's cool. It's cool. Okay. This is, uh, yeah, this speaks to me. This is dope. And now I have to find royalty free music that has the same vibe. Oh, yeah, that's true. We should that's probably true. start talking about it. <laughs> nah, we'll keep it in. How are you doing today on this Saturday? Great, this man. is real Saturday vibes, man. This is super Saturday vibes. Yeah. Oh, man. I woke up at like 9 30. It was good. It was real good. <laughs> as opposed to, I feel uh, like there's as, another time that you also wake up as not. Oh, yeah. It's either 9 30 or like, 6 30 because of you know kids or work or whatever other obligations i've said yes to but you know part, part of my thing has been like i'm just gonna say no to stuff i love it and so i was like you know do i want to go play golf this morning no no do i want to do the dishes no <laughs> no so you know i got up i folded some laundry wow grabbed a shower wow just sort of like Adult light. Adult light. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is good. That's the move when you say no to things. You just kind of. It is the move. You just protect your peace. You have your little plot of land. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe you're going to go out and grow some rutabagas. Hmm. Yeah, no, I have a terrible green thumb. I can't grow anything. <laughs> also, I don't think I know what, ru- what rutabagas look like. Really? Yeah. They, they look like teardrop shaped softballs. Teardrop shaped softballs rutabagas root vegetables yeah. they're super hard they smell kind of bad in my opinion but the taste the taste is also bad okay that's what i was <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping that that was the, the the set spike that i was going for it was good yep yeah no they taste about how they smell okay cool yeah great yeah you know, they was... look like they could kill you if they fell from a tree like a coconut yeah 100 percent Okay, I, I'm sure don't. there is at least one murder in um, in human history where the murder weapon was rutabaga. <gasps> like dude, blood force trauma with rutabaga. Wow. Like you know how Americans will joke about putting like a bunch of quarters in a sock. Yeah. I sort of expect that like Eastern European countries joke about putting a rutabaga in a sock. Wow. If you're in an Eastern European country, please confirm. Yeah. Wow. Please confirm. This is or deny. <laughs> Correct me. Or or deny so that way you don't get caught. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a great idea. It, it sounds like the start of a good murder mystery. Kill people with some rutabagas. Cook the rutabagas that night to console. You know, while the investigators are there, you might as well feed them. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Right. Man, that's a that's a that's a murder mystery plot. Just that know, is ta- yeah. That I just yeah. Wow. Suck that away in the will save archive. Yeah, just next to a, a bunch of quarters and rutabagas in that big sock. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we need some some more murder mystery in our lives. I mean. We already had it. Uh, maybe there's some more that's coming. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. There's plenty. There's plenty of mystery. There's plenty of mystery. Uh, let, me, let me ask you something. Okay. A little warm-up softball. I'm yeah. going to softball this rutabaga to you right now. A little warm-up rutabaga, yeah. A little warm-up rutabaga. <laughs> Sorry, I just pictured you like... <laughs> it's 
like 2 a.m. And your wife gets up. You're not in bed. There's like a low light on in the kitchen. There's just you eating warmed up rutabagas. Just sawing away. It's really hard. What is the music lately that you have been banging to? Like when you put it on, you know that it is just, it's going to be a good time. Even if it's just you listening. This is, this is, um, wow. There's been a couple of things lately, like lately, lately. I mean, you, my jam. Yeah. You already know. Okay. Hardy's, uh, the mockingbird and the crow. That's yeah. That's a good tune. It's a real good tune. Is like that song. I recently saw the music video for the first time Mm. and it's like, it's him off in the woods with a truck and a dog and a Yeti cooler full of beer and like every single country music stereotype. Of course. And then like midway through the song, it transitions into this like psychedelic, you know, the, the, the woodland animals have like given him this crow. I don't know if it's poison or like tincture or transformational drug. I don't know, but like he goes off on this wild trip and there's all sorts of different trippy imagery and then like it's his transition into the crow and he comes back in like all black with a rocker chain on and yes. with a new like he, he went from his acoustic guitar to like a black hollow body Gibson. Whoa. Like, yeah. So like the transition from country pop to rock was was really neat to see. It's also all claymation. <laughs> Stop motion claymation. You really buried the lead with that one. <laughs> was, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a wild video. The whole album is great. And yeah, it is. The vibe, the vibes are so good. It's great. Like if I'm if I'm having a down morning and I need some more energy, I will put that that whole album all the way up. Hmm. Between that and the the music video and the song for Wait in the Truck with Lainey Wilson yeah. was really good. I kind of like the standing up for the little person story. And he's like, you know, this is this is the consequence of my actions, but I would do it again. Wow. Yeah. That really went from just some banging claymation video to something deep. Yeah. Indeed. That's kind of the album, though. Like uh, yeah, that's it true. It goes all the way from deep philosophical, ethical, moral questions to like, yeah, we're just gonna rock. I also feel like that's a little bit of Colin. Like, I feel like Colin has some deep thoughts, and then at some points, he's just gonna, he's just gonna rock. Yeah, we'll have to find out. I think, I think he kind of he, he did some of that in the troll fight. Uh, I think we've spent so little time with him that I'm really like, just like you or any of our listeners like i can't wait to see to spend more time with him to see what he does can you share a little bit more about uh colin and just introduce colin as a refresher and yeah. same with uh with your character in unknown treasures uh sure i'm gonna i'm gonna start with the easier of the two unknown treasures uh, partly because i've spent so much time with Jack. And then uh, I guess I'll talk about Colin for a bit. So Chak is a Raxolite. Raxolites are sort of the uh, vegetable-based bonobos of the Starfinder world. Um, They're naturally curious and um, welcoming of new ideas. And so Chak was um, part of a 
I don't want to say a political dynasty. They were they were middlingly good politicians, uh, but they remained good people, which I think you kind of you can't be a great politician and a great person, and so like why not? Okay. Um, he always had a hunger for adventure and so when the captain found him and made him an offer like of course the answer was yes uh, and I think for Chak the answer is yes in most situations yeah so um, as we kind of saw through Unknown Treasures but like he he sort of always experienced the shelter of um, his home world and his relatively powerful affluent affluent family Mm. and so to go from that to the shelter and protection of the captain was kind of a a logical fit and so he got to see the world without really taking too many risks Uh, but when they ended up on Akiton to try to defend the the captain's territory um, Captain Goldhorn I think Jack was really like okay maybe this could be an interesting experience for me to sort of blossom and like grow out of my grow out of my pot here <laughs> like is this the opportunity to 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 no longer just be a houseplant but to be a real contributing member of this crew and so hilarity ensued <laughs> he, he went from completely naive to i think um having learned a few lessons of how the world works for sure he experienced some some big wins. He experienced the the taste of victory, and he also felt some big loss, like that the the departure of Thaddeus from the rest of the crew. I think is going to leave a lasting impact on mm. that freaking plant. So, yeah, best chat. Love Jack. Gonna miss that guy. Who knows that that wild freaking. I think I described him in his bio as uh, everyone's drunk uncle who decides most of their decisions, who makes most of their major decisions by rolls of the dice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's very, it's very accurate. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe Chad will come back someday. Maybe. I hope so. I would love to spend some more time with Jack. What about, uh, what about Colin? Yeah. Colin is I, I sort of imagine that Chak and Colin are sort of two sides of the same coin mm. where Chak sort of came out of the gate whimsical and got wisened up Colin is uh, the complete opposite so like Colin just as a, a personality trait um, Colin is the type that would wash and fold and put away his laundry all in the same day on a vacation on a vacation yeah Chalk never, excuse me, Colin never leaves dirty dishes in the sink. Like everything has its place and its order, and everything is, um, happens for a reason. And he, he sort of lives in that world of order. Mm. He comes from a family of philanthropists. And so it kind of made sense as his skills in healthcare blossomed. Um, he was sort of always naturally gifted toward magic and so like spent all, most of his younger years trying to understand what that meant for him yeah and um, it was kind of always kind of a um, presumed that he would do something to give back so he enters the um, I wish I could remember the name of the nonprofit so he's on a um, humanitarian mission to Akiton and the next thing he knows he's waking up 
in a completely different environment mm. under a bush that has knocked him the F word out with a bunch of folks and a gigantic rivener. <laughs> all, all staring Boy. over you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets dropped right into a fight. The, I mean, according to him, everything is trying to kill him. And like, how the F word did I get here? So like from for someone to go from stable, predictable, in his element, doing the right things and the things that he's best at, to get dropped into this now just whirlwind of chaos. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're gonna see Colin start to lose it a little bit. I am very excited for this. Me too. Cause like what what do you do when your whole world gets shifted upside down and shaken around? I want to put a quick pause on that because I want to jump back to Chak real quick. Okay. Chak, at the very end, you mentioned this departure of Thaddeus from the crew, which is funny because I think of it as Rolu leaving the crew to go do what Rolu needs to do. So I'm just curious, what is Chak what is Chak thinking? You've you've hinted at it a little bit, but but what is what what's the internal dialogue with Chak at the very end? And what are you thinking about how everything went down and what's gonna happen next? I think I've been pretty explicit. Oh yeah. Like, for sure. I individually and Chak are deep like when I think of leaving the crew, right? And I think that the difference is when I talk about the crew, I mean like the five of us that came down to Akuton. I think when you mentioned four of us. Rolu leaving the crew, four of us. Yeah. Sorry. I, I kind of think of that unseen hand as the fifth. Ah, um, yeah, yeah. I think when you talk about Rolu leaving, you, the, you, the larger crew of the Caduceus. Because mm-hmm. like I assume that there are more members of the Caduceus than just the five of us in the advanced oh, yeah, party. Oh, for sure. For sure. So... I mean, Chak is is curious. I think Chak is in this weirdly nebulous, like, he did the right thing by him. And so he's confident in that, but still, like, doesn't know if Rolu is trustworthy. I think he knows that he has to find out for sure. And if he finds out the hard way, he finds out the hard way. But this feels like... This is this feels like the corollary with Colin waking up in the bush into a totally different environment. This whole all, all of unknown treasures feels like Chalk's move from the stability into you know something different. Yeah. Through a decision that Chalk made themselves. Yeah. I think that's fair. He he sort of thrust it upon himself where Colin has signed sort of been thrust into it by yeah. whomever yeah yeah i think Chuck has has grown more comfortable with taking risks over the course of the story <laughs> and because of that like yeah rolu has has become his friend and like when your friend comes to you and says i i need this you don't ask questions you just do it just as long as everyone gets real comfortable real quick <laughs> <laughs> i mean john mulaney nailed it um <laughs> the i i thought it was really fun to role play to see that conflict role played like as a player and as a character like feeling the tension and also to get to like 
Yeah, we've got this. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go do the darn thing. Except for Thaddeus, who was like, "Hey, please don't." Yeah, hmm. I love it. That's, Thaddeus was like, "Yeah, that's cool," but also, he sucks. <laughs> maybe. Roll so up. Maybe don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a DBZ scream. It was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was spectacular. I really and you know I'm I'm super curious. I would love to see a part two just to like explore that conflict even deeper and also like the antics between <laughs> Chalk and Rolu and Termaiden. Yeah. <laughs> I it's funny in my mind it feels like it feels like it's unbalanced. It feels like you need a, a Thaddeus in there for it all to evenly oh, work yeah. out, right? I'm sure Thaddeus would appear. <laughs> Perhaps. G- generally in pursuit, but I'm sure he would appear. I will move my fingers together. Yeah. In a way that looks... <laughs> To be clear, because there are three of us at this table, the listener too. Yes. That is not something that we are actively working on. (laughs) (laughs) Until now. (laughs) And I just started a new one note. (laughs) UT2. Let's pull the pin out of the uh, out of the threefold transition here that we pinned up earlier, right? Oh, yeah. And you you had you had talked about Colin starting to lose the ship, and we just hinted at, at maybe some future idea in UT two where we discover what happens after Chuck has figured out what happened after you f around to find out, you know? Yeah. My question to you is. On the piggyback of Colin losing his shit, what what questions or, or clues are you looking forward to the most in Threefold? And that could be you or it could be Colin, because I'm sure Colin has a lot of questions. Colin certainly has a lot more questions than answers right now. Um, I've kind of, just as a player and as a person, stopped asking questions about Threefold. You're not going to answer any of them until they happen in the story. I'm curious to see if, because like there's there's a fair bit of like skittishness, because nothing has been as it seems thus mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. So like that we've already gone from one ship to another location surrounding said ship, and like now we're on a third location that I don't know that I trust these folks to take us to where they say they're taking us to or like what's going to happen if even if they are truly genuine what else will happen outside of the forces that we now are aware of to just take this whole story completely off the rails this is um this is murphy's law gone completely wrong (laughs) it's the whole story Colin is deeply, deeply like Colin was already shook by the time we got onto uh, Stormbreaker. Void Cryer. Void Cryer. Yikes. Colin was was already shook by the time we got onto Void Cryer. And so receiving that message on his communicator mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rattled him at his core. Mm. Like there were certain parts of his past that he has held as truth and as fact, and that formed him into the person that he is today. And 
one of those pillars, I would probably say the core pillar of his being has been shifted. And so I don't know if he believes the message. He's kind of, I mean, based on what he's seen in the last, what is it, six hours? Yeah. He's inclined to believe just about anything. But also, it's totally acceptable to question the, you know, the authority of of the message and the, you know, how truthful it is. Because there is no clear sender. Like, it's not like, oh, hey, this is. Yeah. This is a trusted source who would definitely have knowledge of the of the topic. Yeah. Hey, this is your aunt. Uh, just wanted to let you know. Uh, had to fix. If if it came from a family figure, you know that it'll be like, "Hey, I love you. How are things going?" Like says like three things that don't matter, and then like, "Oh, by the way, boot do 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 do. All right, see ya. Love you." <laughs> You're like, "What?" Uh, yeah. And so even then, you would still question the message. Anyway, sorry. If if you're curious what was in that message, I'm happy to share with anyone. Uh, one person has asked me. Uh, all you've got to do is hop into our Discord and shoot me a DM, and I'm happy to to let you know what what was said to Colin. Who was? Can I can I ask who the person was who asked you? Uh, I think so. I just got to search my DMs. Uh, nope. Stand by. I think it was Finder. I, I had a feeling it was Finder. Yeah, it was Finder. It was Finder of Paths and Stars. Yeah. Uh, just over a year ago. Wow. Yeah. So uh, aside from me and Finder of the Paths and Stars and John Swan, nobody knows. Woo! So if you want in on the secret, you know how to get it. You know how to get it. And on that, on that cliff note, I got to say, is there anything else that you want to share? Is there anything else that we didn't talk about or you want to share about the show or Rutabagas? Um, the transition to video is so much more difficult than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, technical problems are a fact of life when you're trying to do something that you've never done before. Yeah. And so working through that has been a unique challenge. And I welcome it because we're all professionals here and and friends and appreciate each other's contributions so thanks to you listeners for giving us the opportunity to do something new thanks to the rest of the cast for uh being willing to do a whole bunch of new because we've certainly made it more complicated to record oh yeah and thanks to you john for putting together a pretty dope game hey and thank you to you for playing these awesome characters and sitting down today on this beautiful Saturday surrounded by rutabagas in this nice little interview space. Thank you yeah. for a fantastic interview. Yeah. And now stay I'm, tuned. Oh, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Now I'm going to go turn on some Hardy while I clean my office. Yeah, I'm going to jump in that psychedelic rocker outfit. Thanks to everybody for listening as always. This uh, is the beautiful... What's up? Oh, yeah. Appreciate you too. I was trying to figure out how to do the finger heart. I just couldn't like. Yeah, it's yeah. You kind of flip it sometimes. Anyway, thanks, everyone. Stay tuned for next week when we have a special episode coming to you. And thank you again, Venny. And hope everyone has a fantastic rest of your will save week. We'll see you next. will save Wednesday. Bye. See y'all.